0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Winners and Winers Radio. It's Monday, and I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm
1: your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwhiners.com.
0: And together, we make up Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour, and we'll give you the winners. Man, we had a lot of winners this weekend. Scott, how did it go for you?
1: Well, you had a lot of winners. I had a mediocre weekend. It wasn't that great, but as a whole fine you know I had a couple of bad breaks go my way mostly involving one of the first quarter plays I gave out where I pushed because a kicker missed an extra point I would have won that but instead I pushed and then I had two separate plays on San Diego State against New Mexico State and needless to say I'm not touching the Aztecs ever again I'm, I'm done I, yeah I uh,
0: that team I don't know man I don't I, you know, they've, they've never been an offensive juggernaut, but if, if they can't run the ball, they've never been able to pass, I, I don't know what you do. You're, you're going to have a lot of games they think end up going low there. I think they're still going to be a good under team. So they're well, not, I'm sure they you've had me. this
1: moment before when you've been handicapping games either for premiums or either for just YouTube videos where you like two plays in a given game, but you have to pick which one you like more. Right. I loved the under fifty one. Yep. And I wrote a full breakdown. I made a video of it. And then at the last minute, I scrapped it and I chose the first half minus twenty instead. The under, of course, cashed easily because it's San Diego State. And then San Diego State got their brains beaten in. Right. They won the game, but they didn't come close to cover.
0: Yeah, no. And that's a that's a dreadful New Mexico State team. Holy mackerel. Mm-hmm. So we'll break that down a little further about what we learned and everything like that. We got a brand new segment that we're going to roll out. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I think what we'll be doing, it'll be, it'll be a regular Monday thing that we try to do. Um, as long as there's teams that fit the criteria and something tells me there always will be, of course, we'll be
1: 7,000 games. We'll, we'll find some, right?
0: That's what I'm saying. Of course, we'll be doing our bet the farm play later. Uh, we took, we took a spin on the Northwestern Wildcats with our farm team, Scott. That was
1: I'm surprised they're even mentioning that
0: game. You know, that that team was just awful. Just awful. They could, they could have been in our new segment, too. But we, I think we've got to some that really, really deserve it. So before we get started, let's do our regular segment. Let's find out the people that really, really took it bad. Talk about your bad beats. Let's see who shared your pain, Scott. You know who you are. You thought you had a winner right up until the time that you didn't. It's time for you to call the cops, folks. All right, Scott, well, we're going to be football heavy here on this segment. Your alma mater, the Wisconsin Badgers, first half minus three up against Penn State. Penn State had one first down the entire first half. You got to think minus three. You're a lock against a team that has one first down, especially when Wisconsin has two drives inside the 10. Neither one of them hit pay dirt. This game's nothing, nothing at halftime. Scott, jump around, buddy.
1: Words cannot describe how glad I am that I no longer go to that college.
0: Oh my God. That would have just been a nightmare to have to watch the that amount game. of
1: friends on Snapchat and, you know, other apps who are taking photos of themselves doing the jump and everything. And I'm thinking like, Oh, you don't know what's about to happen. Like, Oh, I feel so bad. Cause you're watching it. And it was a couple like 30 minutes, you know, after the game was over, but you're starting to look through and you're like, Oh, you're about to be in a world of serious pain in about 20 minutes. But anyway, uh, looking at the other Call the Cops, you had a Rice plus 20 against Arkansas. Rice led outright by 10 points in the third quarter, which means that you basically have a live spread for the sake of this, a plus 30, because as long as they don't get outscored by 31 the rest of the way, you win. Arkansas didn't really care because Arkansas scored 31 unanswered points, including a meaningless quote-unquote touchdown with 58 seconds left and rice lost by 21 points Ouch.
0: a lot of a sh- lot of sharp money on the owls in that game scott i see i saw a lot of chatter about rice being a very good play and for most of that game it looked like that was absolutely the case but the hogs woke up and they came a calling and put the old owls away so if you had the west virginia maryland game a game that i was on and ended up being on the wrong side but if you had the total over 57 You had to be a happy clam after the first quarter, Scott, because the defenses couldn't stop anybody. Put up 31 points in the first quarter. You're thinking, I am golden here, and that is not exactly what happened because the rest of the game, they put up just 23 points. Game landed on 54. If you had the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Maryland Turpins over 57, man, it is time for you to call the cops.
1: I'm trying to imagine what the uh, what the uh, bookmakers would set the live total at if you have 31 points in a quarter.
0: I would think somewhere in the neighborhood 80, of 80. Uh, maybe, yeah, it has to be into the 80s for sure. Yeah. All right, well, you know what? There was some good news this weekend. Again, there's 150 games, so you're going to find some good news and you're going to find some bad news. And we tried to narrow it down and find out who had it the best, who had the easiest... Who had the graviest of gravy trains? This is the segment that we like to call the rocking
1: chair. So the first one was Army plus two and a half against Georgia State. Army led 27 to 7 at halftime and won the game outright 43 to 10. Plus two and a half.
0: What kind of beatdown, soldier? Army beatdown, sir.
1: I'm glad that Army is back to looking like a potential powerhouse because there were a couple of years there. They didn't fall apart as badly as another team we're about to mention. But they had a down year or two. It looks like they might be poised for a decent season.
0: Yeah, here's another team, another Service Academy team that we heard a lot about. They finally had a spring practice. Everything was looking great. They were going to be a big resurgence for the Navy. Mm, Perhaps not so much. Uh, If you had Marshall, minus three over the Naval Academy... This one was really never in doubt, Scott. Navy couldn't get nada going. Led 21-zip uh, at halftime, did uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd, and they ended up doing uh, just exactly the same in there. Actually, they did a little better. No, they did the same in the second half. They won the second half 28-7. to seven. That game ends up being 49-7 to seven if you had Marshall minus three. Never a doubt for you. Congratulations. In
1: Navy's defense, they would have played better if they were on water. Anyway... Uh, looking at the last one, you had Iowa minus three and a half against Indiana, and Iowa absolutely killed this team. It was a ranked game. It was supposed to be close. Not really, Mm-mm. because Iowa led a 31 to three at the half, and then both teams just decided to go home early because you had six points in the second half, 34 to six. Indiana got killed, a couple of pick sixes in there, wasn't really close from start to finish.
0: So let me understand this, Scott. That means that Indiana was down at some point 31 to 3 and I don't know how exactly it broke down because I lost interest in the second half. I don't know if it was 34 to 3 or if it was still 31 to 3, but at some point Indiana decided, you know what we're down four touchdowns or more time to kick a field goal.
1: You ought to you know find some positives for the next game right?
0: <laughs> I guess so. you know you and I on our on our standalone show there on Friday, We talked about this Indiana team. Neither one of us were impressed. Uh, We both thought Penix was maybe getting a little bit too much love. I don't think we thought they were going to be that bad, but I I didn't think they were a top 15 team, which is what you had been hearing throughout the offseason. Indiana, got a lot of work to do, guys. Sorry. Who's your daddy? Iowa is.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: All right, Scott. Well, we had a tough time deciding on this one. And I don't know that we've officially decided on it yet because you and I talked about it and then we decided to start another segment. So we're going to find out. I'm going to play the music. I want to just do both. I'm going to play the music and we're going to find out who wins it. Congratulations because there was a lot of competition for this one. Everybody fighting over the golden feedback. Scott, let's find out who won the weekend edition of Donkey of the Day. I'm letting that one play all the way. It certainly deserves it.
1: So I'm going to ask you, since we haven't officially decided yet Mm -hmm. on the fly, do you want to do the one that you think is the most deserving, and then I'll do the other one?
0: Okay, I will. I'll start it off with the game close to home, Scott. This was a nail-biter. It came down to a last-second touchdown, and there is joy in Larryville because the KU Jayhawks, Scott, they are on their way. They recorded a nice win over... Who? South, South Dakota. Dakota. not And not the good South Dakota, not the Jackrabbits, not SDSU. This is South Dakota University. Not a good team at all. KU fans win the game against an FCS squad and then promptly storm the field and tear down the goalpost. Holy mackerel. That is just sad. I'm sorry. I don't care how many games you've lost in a row, if you beat an FCS team, you could certainly stay around and clap and be happy. Don't storm the field. And certainly, for God's sakes, don't tear down the goalpost. You know, it's it's KU football. You know you're losing money. They may not have extra money to put up another goalpost. Cause you know, Bill Self, he guards that basketball purse pretty tight, Scott. So they could be playing with one set of goalposts for this season. I don't even know.
1: And looking at the other potential option, you have Miami, because we, I know on the show thought that Miami would once again fall apart in a big game and Bama absolutely killed them. However, I think the peak of the comedy for the Hurricanes was the turnover chain celebration because they forced the turnover down 27 points, brought out the chain, celebrated, and then the play was overturned, and there was no actual turnover in the first Put play. that so chain back of,
0: in the box. Put it back in the
1: box. You have a couple of layers there. <laughs> one, I get the, that every team now celebrates the takeaways with their own quirky thing. I'm pretty sure Miami's the one who started it. You're down 27 points. There needs to be some type of unwritten rule that if you're down like three possessions, maybe your defense shouldn't be partying while you're getting embarrassed in your own home stadium.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's just just the the quintessential no class to me. So we have two two competitors for donkey of the day, both very classless moves. In my point, in my, in my I'd probably
1: side with Kansas. Okay, if I had to, you know, go to if one of us had to move to the other side, the Miami one's bad. But at the end of the day, a lot of other teams would still keep the celebration. This isn't just Miami that's celebrated for a turnover down thirty. I'm sure that's happened a bunch of times last year when everyone started doing their own quirky thing for the defense, but the Kansas Jayhawks beating a team that they paid to show up, by the way, I'm assuming they paid South Dakota to show up. Sure. because It was an FCS team. <laughs> yeah. So you beat a team that you paid to show up as a tune-up game. You're favored by 11 and a half. Yeah. You didn't beat you the number. On, no, you won on a last minute touchdown. And then you rip the place to shreds like you upset a top 10 team in the country. That's pretty bad.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that much carnage in Lawrence since um, Quantrell's Raiders hit town. That's a little joke for you history majors out there. Well Scott, let's do our new segment. We don't even have we don't even have music for this yet. We don't even, we don't even have a drop. We just we literally came up with it. This is a segment Scott called I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Did you hear that as a kid by the way?
1: Uh I was uh, truthfully a, w- a relatively well-behaved kid, so not really. I'm sure a couple of times here okay. and there, but not as much as I'd say other kids have gotten in the past. I heard it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I heard it a lot. We're not. We're not mad. We're, we're just disappointed. So Scott, mm-hmm. these are kind of. This is a segment that's going to be reserved for teams that have put up especially horrific performances, just mind-boggling, jaw-dropping. I'm sorry. What now? Type of performances? KU didn't make the list because they ended up winning. But, Scott, we've got some on the list. Who do, who do you like for I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed?
1: So, for this one, I'm going to start off going out of order. I know you put it randomly. I'm going to vote for Washington. Okay. Uh, minus 22 and a half against Montana. Okay. The other two teams we're going to mention were supposed to be bad. Yep. Washington was an alleged dark horse candidate to win the Pac-12.
0: You, you liked him, didn't you? I,
1: I did originally until I looked more into Morris – And then I completely was off the train. I even said I liked uh, Montana and the under in the joint video. So I completely flip-flopped on that Washington team. I don't think Morris is any good, and you proved me right. Jimmy Lake, I don't know what he's doing as coach since he took over for Peterson. Nothing productive because you were at home and you lost to an FCS team that you probably paid a million dollars to show up. But Montana's been a good FCS team. I'll give him props for that. You're favored by three touchdowns. And you don't score in the what, they didn't score in what the final three quarters of the game? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's just it's it's just it's it's hard to believe. It, it was just a stunning. Washington literally led seven three after the first quarter and then didn't score again. Nobody scored in the second and third quarter, and then Montana said, "Well, I guess if you're not going to score, we might as well score some more." And they ended up scoring ten in the in the in the final frame. Just, just a horrific I don't know how you get
1: shut out for three quarters against an FCS team at home. No,
0: that can't happen. No, I mean that's that, that's even worse than having to sit there and watch that Wisconsin game because at least that is, that, they at least,
1: were the equivalent of Penn State in the first quarter or the yeah. first half offensively, but at home for basically the entire game. Just brutal.
0: Just, I don't know what I don't know what this team is going to do in the Pac-12. I mean.
1: They, they, they they can't play offense they've got. I mean, we talked about san diego at the top of the hour we talked about san diego state and now that team can't throw the ball morris cannot throw the ball this no. team needs to switch quarterbacks or try something or even just you know leave the coach when you travel to michigan next week you got to try something well
0: they can't run and they can't pass other than that they're fine because you know morris Average four point nine yards per attempt, so that's not good. Through three interceptions,
1: are you Cam, what do you Cam Newton last year throw the ball downfield?
0: Right, and then and then the, you know, well, you would just run the ball down their throat. Well, they ran the ball twenty six times, got fifty three yards, so they averaged two yeah. y- two yards a carry. So they got dominated. you literally can't run, you can't pass against Montana. Uh, good luck in the Pac twelve, boys, because you are going to need it.
1: But we got to talk about some of the other nominees here. Yep,
0: we will. And a quick reminder to everybody that you are listening to Winners and Winders Radio, give us an hour. And we'll give you the winners and we'll spruce in some stuff there that just entertains the dickens out of us. Scott, we got to talk about this Vanderbilt team again. A team that this this is not a disappointment. I mean it I mean it is because they lost to another they lost to a bad FCS team, eastern Tennessee State. Uh they were a twelve point favorite in that one. Scott, how much did they end up dropping that one by?
1: Uh they were actually favored by twenty one. Uh, no, sorry. They were they were favored by twenty one in that game. By twenty one. Yeah, they were favored by three touchdowns.
0: Oh, uh, didn't you tell me twelve?
1: I said twenty one. But the point is, they were favored by multiple touchdowns. It was twenty one. Either way, all right, we talked about how awful that offense was. You scored three points at home against an FCS team. How do you get blown out at home by twenty? And first <laughs> of all, it's good for me if you remember the win totals, which so far, fingers crossed, every team that I had over one and every team that i had under lost in week one so so far so good on all the props but i had vanderbilt under three and a half somehow it was three and a half i don't know how can you think it's too early to pop the champagne on that one
0: yeah but only only because i'm a superstitious guy i would i would say at the risk of a jinx i would say you got this one because i was
1: gonna say the only risk you have is a COVID forfeit yeah that's basically it this team stinks
0: yeah, abs- absolutely true. Ab- absolutely true. And the last one, this is a game that, again, a team that was supposed to be bad. And they were just a three-point dog, Scott, and that's Colorado State. They played Sandy. Uh, they played uh, South Dakota State, the good one, the Jackrabbits. And what wasn't... It wasn't so much the fact that they lost a the game that they were just... And, and this actually switched. This is South Dakota State opened up as a three-point favorite, and then actually money just poured in on the Rams. But... It's the fact that they weren't really competitive. They were they were competitive a little bit in the first quarter and then just went off the rails. They end up losing by 19, and that's only because they put up two meaningless touchdowns in the fourth quarter to give it just a hint of respectability. It was not a respectable defeat. Colorado State was never in this game after at least the first 10 minutes or so. Awful, awful defeat. Again, a team they paid to show up there in Fort Collins. And they were rewarded by an absolute beatdown. I you know Colorado
1: State's defense, by the way, I did hear the South Dakota State's first string and second string quarterbacks are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, we didn't get to see either one of them, so they probably are. We got to see the third string quarterback, Scott. And you know what he How is? Do do? He's pretty damn good too. Yeah. So they literally they literally have at least I don't know what the fourth string guy's like, but they at least have three quarterbacks that are better than anybody that plays for Colorado State.
1: Pretty much. Brutal
0: just just brutal it's going to be a long season for the rams there in
1: we we the also West. gave some yeah we gave some pity to UConn cuz we just feel bad at this point we just didn't include them they're not
0: really like an fbs team we don't
1: know no we time. we just we gave them the pass you know we know that they lost to, we didn't forget they lost the holy cross but well, let, we'll let them have some time. The coach is going to leave after. The, it's fine. They were we, at we least know. they were. We comp-
0: yeah. Randy Edsel that drove him away. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's, at
1: least they scored a touchdown.
0: Well, they were like, ahead. They, they
1: tried. They were ahead
0: there in the, in the second half. They, you know,
1: yeah, they tried whatever.
0: They puked it away late. By the way, Scott, when you said uh, in Colorado State's defense, that's the first time those words have been ever used in the same sentence in the last five years.
1: I also use it satirically because I was mentioning the first and string quarterbacks that didn't play for South Dakota State, yeah. so it all goes full circle.
0: It's the circle of life. All right, very good. Oh, this is a fun one, Scott. Let's find out who opened the bottle, who who popped the top a little bit, uh, a little bit too much, uh, as far as the odds makers go. There was definitely some drunk odds out there, but I think we've got the best one because the odds makers they were definitely drunk. Neon, Dion, Dion, what's up? To, what's he up to these days, Scotty?
1: I believe it's Coach Dion.
0: Oh, that's right. Gotta show some respect. Oh, my bad, my
1: bad. But anyway, he's coaching at Jackson State, and they actually played a game yesterday. They were underdogs against Florida A&M, and they won outright. All right. And the interesting part about the game was the total. Now, Deon Sanders, probably the greatest defensive back to ever play in the history of football. Wouldn't you assume that his teams would be pretty good at defense?
0: you think so yeah
1: sure you think so so the total in this game was 60 and a half oh that did not sound like much defense jackson state won the game they scored seven points Ooh. they won seven to six
0: so it stayed under the game the,
1: the game went under by about 47 points
0: <laughs> oh scott you know the odds makers they had a great weekend they're they're having a good time they They've got all their money and their time focused on the no- Notre Dame-Florida uh, State game, so they didn't have to worry about the, uh, the Deion Sanders-led Jackson State 60-and-a-half. Come on, come on! Oh, man. All right. <laughs> He's got... I know there's some people that took a beating here on this one. The gambling hero of the day. Who is our gambling hero today? Let's, uh, let's, let's find out. And, of course... We need the fanfare. Hear ye, hear ye. Scott, would you unroll the scroll and share with our audience who the uh, hero of the day is?
1: So, after a weekend where you remember how important good special teams is, we're going to look at a kicker. And it's going to be Oklahoma's kicker, Gabe Burkich, who made a 51-yarder with about eight minutes to go in the first half, and then he also made a 56-yarder as time expired in the first half. And you might be wondering why that was significant, and the reason is because Oklahoma was winning by 20 at the time of the 56-yarder, and the first half spread was 20 and a half. So because he made a 56-yarder and a 51-yarder about eight minutes prior, Oklahoma led by 23 at halftime and covered the first half spread.
0: Unbelievable. unbelievable! By the way, I think that was his 21st and 22nd field goal in a row that he had made. He has the, He's
1: really, really good.
0: He has the longest stretch in in current current streak in D1 right now.
1: My favorite kicker was still Patterson from Memphis, but uh, yeah, is really, really good.
0: All right, very good. So, Scott, had the Florida State-Notre Dame game last night. We haven't talked a lot about that. A lot going on in that game. Was that your... Was that your favorite game of the weekend? Was that the the best game of the season so far?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it was the best game. By the way, for the record, he's now my favorite kicker because Patterson's no longer in college, but he's very, very good. What's
0: Patterson doing?
1: Uh, He's a free agent. Just chilling.
0: Can I get some insurance from him?
1: I'm actually shocked he's a free agent. I thought he was the best kicker in all college last year. But anyway, uh, looking at the actual Florida State game, yeah, I thought it was the best game of the overall weekend, probably of week zero as well. Just a great game from start to finish. A lot to unravel with this game, or to unwrap, I should say. You want to go first? You want me to go first?
0: You know, I will. I, A couple of thoughts, because I was, I was on the wrong side of this. I had Notre Dame minus a seven points. I really thought, I knew the defense probably wouldn't be quite as dominant as they were last year, but this is a defense that had been very good, especially against bad teams. I thought, I thought they would step up and be able to stop the run. Uh, you know what? I thought a lot of things about the Notre Dame defense, really, and none of them ended up coming true. They you know if you look at the stat line it's not awful against against that defense but giving up 35 points to Florida State with I don't know one of the worst quarterbacking performances that we've seen in a while there in the in the first three quarters or so before Milton came in yeah not good not good at all is he is you know I mean you can point some fingers is is Norville trying to keep Milton a little healthier? What does he is he really believe Milton is the second best quarterback on that team? I mean, does somebody made that decision going well? He's not quite as good. It, am I? Are you with me on this?
1: Well, qu- just to quickly correct you, they gave up twenty eight points to Travis, and then Milton led them to the final ten. So Florida State scored thirty eight in the end. Oh,
0: it was forty one thirty eight. That's right. I thought it was thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, you're but right. But
1: anyway. Uh, Milton yeah, that's right, because really-
0: Notre Dame had the thirty, the, yeah. the, the 38-20 lead and then just did nothing. Mm. Yes, yeah, I, re- but anyway, I
1: remember. Uh, looking at the actual game itself, Travis was awful. Uh, we already know this. I'm um, I going to blame him fully. No, the offensive line also stunk, because that also played a factor. But Milton, you can ask yourself kind of two, re- two questions. One, was he the best quarterback during the offseason? And B, was he ever actually going to play, or was he just a great story? Because Milton was clearly better, and I don't know why you'd start Travis unless you're going to treat it like Washington did with Alex Smith, wait for an injury or something, and then suddenly you're forced to throw him into the game with no other option. The only reason why Milton came in was because Travis had to uh, ended up having his helmet taken off in a play and he had to go to the sidelines. So he only came in on a technicality, and then they stayed with him for the end. So Travis didn't even get benched. He just got pulled because of the helmet rule in college.
0: Well, he pipped the helmet out of him. Yeah, brutal. See, they and did. I didn't, and I didn't no see that. I, up staying, yeah. I was at a family event. I was trying to watch as much as I could on my phone, but I didn't see. Obviously, I didn't have the sound up, so some of the, the intricacies of the game, uh, I did not. Uh, I'm going to have to lean on you for for some of that. But I got the overall timber, and I watched. I watched that Notre Dame defense just not be able to stop him and save and save my save my spread.
1: Norvell, let's just put it this way, since I watched the entire game, he was brutal. Now, people are going to point to one specific situation in overtime on why he was brutal, and I actually defend Norvell in that spot, so I'm going to get to that in a second. The main issues that I have with Norvell are the fact that he chose to use the clearly inferior quarterback to start the game and play three quarters. Milton should have came in when you were down 18 points. Second of all, it's fourth and two. You're down 11. I believe it was 11, and they went for it on their own 28-yard line yeah, or something like that. What are you doing? It's the third quarter. Punt the ball. What are you doing?
0: You sound like somebody that had to punt on that drive at plus 105, Scott.
1: I did. I was betting drive <laughs> props. I had Florida State to punt on that drive, and they went for it on fourth and two. My initial thought was you're going to try to draw them off sides. You'll take the delay of game, and you'll punt. And they snapped the ball, and I thought, what are you doing? And then it didn't work out. But anyway, that was the main two issues I had with Norvell, not even just biasly. You just just can't go for it there, down 11 in the third quarter on fourth and two. You just can't do that. But looking at those two moves, not starting Milton in in the fourth quarter decision, those are the two I'll roast Norvell for. The one everyone's roasting him for is the overtime decision where he allegedly iced his own kicker. That did not happen. I'm going, to click, I'm going to quickly go through it. I don't want to take too much time on this. But it was supposed to be a 50-something yarder because you had a tuck rule appearance in 2021. That's right. Apparently, the tuck rule is still a thing. It's the stupidest rule in sports. Even if you think it's an incompletion, it should be an intentional grounding because the ball went one foot. But I digress. The point is, is that Florida State sent the field goal unit on late to attempt the 50-yarder in overtime. The play clock, if you watch it, is running down they're not set on time, and then a timeout is called. The kicker kicks it anyway for a freebie, and he makes the 50-yarder. The play clock was completely at zero. The kick would not have counted. It would have been delay a game. They had to call timeout. Plus, they ended up challenging the tuck rule play that was called the fumble, and they actually gained, They gave the kicker an extra nine yards if they moved the ball upward, and the kicker missed the shorter kick. So people all over Twitter are cursing out Norvell for icing his own kicker. No, he didn't. Rewatch the play and look at the play clock. There was a zero percent chance that that was not going to get called for delay again. Okay. Yeah. It was a long rant. Norvell was bad, but no, I was right. overtime. No, that's
0: okay. You, you got to call him like you see him. You got to play it straight up. Yeah, I think, and I think there's going to be plenty to roast him. Uh, for for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be a bit surprised there. So I think
1: he's a terrible coach. I was roasting him the entire game, but the overtime choice—people are so quick to talk about the icing your own kicker. Oh my God! Rewatch the play. Look at the play clock. That's all I'm telling you. It's delay game.
0: I like Twitter, and sometimes I, I sometimes I really hate Twitter. I just mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes I remember why we didn't need to hear instant reaction from everyone in America about everything. Yep, That's, pretty much. You know, but then again. I'm old. I step out on my porch and yell at clouds, so that's kind of what I do. But, you know, Twitter youth. All right. So, did you have a play on that game?
1: Did you, make any, did you do anything? Uh, the drive prop. No, I, I didn't have anything on the actual game. Uh, uh, truth is, I was, I was torn in between. I really thought about taking Florida State first half, and I chose not to. Just because the, it seems like in these primetime games, at least early trend, the home team has actually done really well. Right. Uh, when it comes to just riding the crowd momentum, especially with maybe, with
0: with the Bowden thing. Yeah,
1: with the Bowden stuff, I thought Florida State would keep it close, and then Notre Dame would eventually blow it open. Yeah. I ended up just staying pat. I didn't do anything. Once Norvell went for it on fourth and two at his own whatever, and I had punt. I'm just like, I'm done. I just didn't. I didn't bother, and probably a good thing.
0: All right, very good. Hey, we'll be back to take a look and talk about the other games that we saw this weekend right after this message. Stay tuned, everybody. So, Scott, last time we were out in Vegas, every time we were trying to have a nice meal, what is the number one question you kept hearing whenever we were at dinner?
1: Are you going to finish that? What? Appetizers, entrees, sides. You're always asking if I was going to finish what I was eating.
0: Okay. Hey, in my defense, you eat slower than a turtle on Xanax. But, okay, let me make the question a little easier. What's the number one question you would get from people when you tell them you work for Winners and Winners?
1: What's Winners and winners?
0: Exactly. So what do you tell them?
1: I tell them that it is the place to go for your sports betting needs. They have breakdowns on every single game in a variety of sports, basketball, football, college football. We know that's coming up. It's been really a great opportunity to just get better at sports betting, and they give you all the opinions that you need.
0: Yeah, see, and the thing I like about it is the fact that they don't just inundate you with numbers that have no context. You know, You go to some places and they just throw numbers, numbers, numbers but they don't tell you what they mean, and you just kind of your eyes glaze over. But these guys, not only do they use those same numbers and put them in context, but they're fantastic writers. They're great handicappers. You mentioned college football coming up. That's my favorite time to use Winners and Winners because they do every FBS game every single week. It is a fantastic site. Scott, what's the best part about Winners and Winners?
1: It's absolutely free to use.
0: That's right. It is absolutely free to use. Winners and Winers. .com. You absolutely have to check it out. You need to make this site part of your daily handicapping regimen. If you are not doing it, you are absolutely leaving money on the table. So, see? That wasn't that hard at all, right?
1: Sure. You're still getting none of my fries.
0: What? I, I didn't I didn't say a word.
1: I saw you looking at them.
0: Seriously, dude. It's It's been like an hour. If you're not going to eat them. them... Oh, man. That's brutal. All right. Fine. Seriously, though. winnersandwinners.com go there, or be square. Alright everybody, welcome back to the second half of Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winners. And by the way, we should have a new commercial coming up pretty soon, Scott. I'm... I'm I know everybody's getting tired of listening to that one because I know I am. So,
1: we've got We got to pay the film crew.
0: I I know, right? Very good. All right, my friend, well, there was more than just the one game over the weekend. What were some of the other What were some of the other no surprising situations for you? I don't syntaxes for for I'm reasons. not
1: sure if it was really a surprise or not. I know you had this team in one of your three picks for the weekend show uh-huh, uh-huh. for college football. I said after week one, I gave Hawaii a pass for getting killed because I thought UCLA was just a really good football team from what I saw quickly. Right, that's a good team. Yeah, that's a top twenty-five team. Absolutely. Like they're they're good. If you want to talk about live bets or bets mid-season, they could maybe win the Pac-12. I think they're actually that good.
0: I agree. Yeah, I was. You know, I, I I made that pick, and then you know, found out I was going into the teeth of every sharp in the world who was on LSU. You know, free money or free money getting LSU right there, and I I still didn't see it. I I like this UCLA team. I I like the quarterback.
1: I, I know more than you do. Uh, I like Charbonnet a lot more than the quarterback, but I thought the advantage was UCLA played a game already. It was at it was it was a home game, wasn't it? Yeah. You see, you had a lot of advantages just off the field in general that should have helped you out. Char-
0: Chardonnay. What are you, what are you a 50 year old woman?
1: Uh well, you could ask him. That's his last name. No, it's Sh- a run, Char- running back.
0: Charbonnet, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a good he is a good running back. Scott, can anybody beat Alabama?
1: Great question. Probably not. But we'll see. I am I then again I'm not gonna overreact because we both knew Miami was going to stink in this game. Yeah, We knew it. We, we knew it was coming. We're going to pat ourselves on the back for this one because we both said Manny Diaz always underperforms in big games. And in the season openers, Bama tends to kill whoever they play against. Yep, And Bama rolled in this game. So I'm not shocked. I'm not going to overreact to it. I guess my question for you is, who do you think had a worse coaching day just based on result? Diaz against Bama or Orgeron against UCLA? Orgeron, Orgeron. I'll tell you what. I know he won a national champion, and he's a national champion, and everything. Are we sure that he's actually a decent football coach?
0: No, we're not. Because we, I don't think he is. We know that. We know that he was able to recruit Joe Burrow and bring in the quarterback whisper.
1: Are we sure that Joe Brady isn't like the secret sauce? That's what I'm saying. The entire operation. That's what I'm
0: saying. He brought in. He brought in Brady. He's with Carolina now, of course.
1: It's like you're looking at the Falcons when they had Matt Ryan's MVP year, and then suddenly Kyle Shanahan leaves and Matt Ryan goes back to being a, an average quarterback, and you go, you know, maybe Shanahan was the reason why those that offense was so good. That might be the case with LSU. I know Burrow being there was great and all. Orgeron, I don't know how long you can hold on to him if you're LSU because you have serious expectations for some reason every year. They're just not on the same level, and they're arguably the same level as Auburn, I would say. Is that a fair comparison?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would. That, that sounds that sounds about right. I and mean, you know, based on how Auburn played, they may not even be that good. You know,
1: I'm not. I mean, they played Akron, so li- <laughs> I'm going to call them a tie.
0: I understand. Um, you know, and listen, listening to Orgeron talk reminds me of The, the uh, it reminds me of the character in The Water Boy, Blake the bl- oh, Blake oh Col- Blake Clark, Clark played. And yeah. like, I do the Cajun thing, man. I, I can't even do that. So, all right, so Alabama, you know, and the worst part about Alabama rolling is you see all these stupid things and all these stupid comments. Do you think Alabama could beat an NFL team? What NFL team no. could have? No! No, they couldn't beat an NFL team. You know why? Because they have skilled position players that are as good, if not better, than Alabama's at every position. So just stop it. Just stop it. Alabama could not beat an NFL team. Stop asking stupid questions. That's my, that's I think my Bama, rant for I think the
1: Alabama maybe... Don't even say it. Keep it. Don't even I was gonna say, say it. I was going to say maybe to 17 points.
0: That's we talked about this earlier about who's who's the worst team who do, who do we decide the worst team was Houston. It's
1: probably the Texans.
0: Seventeen yeah. point favorite over Bama.
1: I think 17's a fair number. Yeah,
0: that's okay. That's right. Is that a, is that would you call that a competitive game? Is that a is that a close game? Is that deserve being praiseworthy of Alabama could beat whatever?
1: If they were ever going to pull off a shocking upset like that, they would need an abysmal coach on the other side. I'm not sure if Cully's any good, so I'm gonna have to wait and see on mm, that
0: one. Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator for
1: who right now? Where'd he go? Is the offensive coordinator somewhere? Yeah,
0: Bill O'Brien was offensive coordinator at a college.
1: Oh, at a college? Yeah. Uh, oh no, I,
0: God, no, no. They don't even they changed all the locks in the NFL. Bill O'Brien.
1: That, I thought you meant the NFL. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I thought he was like an associate at Bama. That's
0: right. Yeah. He is. The, no, he's the OC. He's the OC and quarterbacks coach at Bama.
1: Oh, that's right. He, 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 replay, I thought, he I thought they put him. Okay, never mind. He
0: replaced Sarkisian.
1: Okay, whatever. Uh, I'll take. Yeah. So that doesn't really go. That kind of goes full circle, then, doesn't it? But anyway, I'm yeah. um, trying to think of any other takeaways that I had. Uh, what
0: about what about the big game? What about the the Georgia Clemson game? What'd you learn there?
1: I learned that you can rip up your Uga Lele Heisman tickets already. That Georgia defense really good. That Georgia offense. Are you so kidding?
0: Are you wait a minute? Are you kidding me? I wrote it what? out phonetically for you.
1: I, I, I did it just to annoy you. Oh, my
0: God. Ugalili. Now you got me doing it. I hate you so much. Okay. Uagalile.
1: Okay. Either Oogale. way, uh, he's not winning the Heisman. No, he's uh, not. No. Clemson can still potentially make the playoff. Truth is, the ACC, with Miami getting killed and North Carolina losing to Virginia Tech, even if Clemson runs the table... Would you even take Clemson? See, I'm not even sure if I would take. Clemson.
0: That's what I wanted to talk about because that's all. That's all the talk on Twitter. All the the, the sharp people, the people that have have the blue check marks. I uh, hate to break it to you folks, but if Clemson wins wins out from there, they're going to the national championship. Tournament. They
1: might. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't take them. No, the stinks. No. How
0: do you How do you take them? So you're going to take them over Georgia? Is that what you're going to do?
1: I don't know how you're supposed to take them over Georgia. And you can go through the other conferences and try to see Oklahoma might lose one. We'll see what happens there. We can talk about Rattler if you want to. I don't want to spend too much time going through the Heisman stuff because it's just one week. But right. i was not impressed by Rattler at no. all. No,
0: his, his stat line ended up being okay.
1: It was okay. But you but, threw two picks against Tulane? Come on. Yeah, like we, we went into the, to the season and said, I don't know why he's the projected number one pick. He makes a lot of stupid decisions and he had two picks could have been more against Tulane. He was really awful. Still make a lot but of stupid decisions. So the way I'm looking at it for Clemson, just to go back to the point, if Oklahoma ends up winning the conference, I think they're going to lose a game that Oklahoma team is not good enough to run the table. I don't think they're so. they're going to lose at some point. Uh, so maybe if you're if you're talking about Clemson versus Oklahoma in a one loss situation, I would take Clemson, but you're assuming going to get in. If Georgia runs the table, and loses to Bama in the conference title game. Yes, they're getting in. Yes, uh, Pac twelve like no, but maybe I, I I don't know. See when I when I when I
0: put down the topics for today, I put down as a joke topic. Um, let's discuss if the SEC gets just two or three teams into. The, into I don't know if Ohio playoffs. State's going undefeated
1: either. See like, that. I don't
0: know man. We got to see we got to see what this first week how that if, if that's really uh, an indicator what these teams look like. Cuz
1: the only thing I know is if you could get live lines on Clemson to maybe miss the playoff, I don't know what the line would be. Yeah. I think it's more appealing than people think cuz I'm sure we would agree Clemson with the how weak the ACC is should still destroy everyone in the conference. But why am I going to, you know, I'd say Go and give you more excuses and more reasons why you deserve to get in. You scored three points. Am, am why I? Why do I think you're worthy of being a, a playoff? Team?
0: Am I the only one who's about done with the Dabo show?
1: Well, uh, what do you mean by that? Well,
0: just his his whole act is just wearing a little thin on me.
1: Which act? You mean like just being the up the upbeat guy with the southern? Yeah, but then he you know, but
0: then he does the weird passive aggressive where he bitches about things where you know this isn't fair or, you know whatever like I'm over Dabo sorry I
1: mean like how we shouldn't have played Ohio State because I had them ranked like ninth in my own rankings. that kind
0: of thing yeah so how'd that,
1: how'd that go for him uh, I'm looking yeah, at
0: it this, I'm looking at this, I'm Cubs. looking at this schedule here Scott and you're right it is an easy schedule they've got to go they've got to go to Pittsburgh.
1: They're going to run the table. Well, you know what? They
0: they could. I'm not even sure that's going to happen. They've got, but really, the only tough games they have, if you can call them those, is they go at Pittsburgh and they play Boston College, and uh, and they go to North Carolina State too, buddy.
1: NC State, I I still like. I think that if there's one team in the ACC to give Clemson a run, I actually think it would be NC State because they can play defense and score, so they Mm -hmm. actually are well rounded. But Clemson didn't impress me. Then again. It's really only competing against Georgia if it comes to the two of them fighting for a spot. If they have one loss and Oklahoma has one loss, Clemson's going to get in because Georgia's still a top five team in the country. I just don't think that team's very good.
0: No, no, I, I totally agree. I, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed by Ohio State, although they look like a team that has potential. They look like a team that has the potential to be very good once they get everything worked out. Clemson did not look like a team with potential.
1: Ohio State reminded me of Oklahoma. They had a lot of playmakers on offense. The defense stunk.
0: Yep. Um, Louisiana didn't really show up against Texas. Did you think that would be a little closer?
1: Uh, I'll give props to Sarkeesian. He got his team prepared for the opener better than Herman ever did.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, Louisiana found out how hard it is to win a game against an FBS team when you don't get three special teams touchdowns, like they did. I mean, against they Iowa tried. The
1: San Jose State tried. They kept it close for a little bit against USC before losing. I'm not going to really take anything away. Fre- Oregon struggled. Fre- Fresno, Fre-
0: Fre- Fresno State was a nice effort there against Oregon. I
1: was going to say Oregon like struggled, but then again, we talked about the lookhead spot in the YouTube show, so I'm not surprised that with Ohio State on deck, they weren't exactly. I'd say planning fully for this fresno state team but yeah that was kind of the main takeaways that i had it was just that some of these top teams didn't really look very good Mm -hmm. and bama looks like world beaters again well i'll
0: give give you another one this is a team that i was actually high on scott and but i did tell you on the on the friday show and on our on our standalone college football special said weird things happen in iowa when northern iowa and these teams get involved and that's exactly what happened. That's a nor- that's a Northern Iowa team that had the, had a lead there for a while, kept it close all the way through. Iowa State ends up winning sixteen to ten. Just an ugly, ugly game.
1: Iowa State. Let's also look at Spock because Iowa had, Iowa State is Iowa up next.
0: Yep, and that's and that's a big game. And, and weird things. I'm telling you, those that round robin series doesn't matter where anybody's ranked. You know, you always hear the cliche cliche. You can you can throw out the records, and you really can when it comes to those teams. Um, and then we had a lot of teams that, that beat up on the Little Sisters of the Poor. Uh, of course, Cincinnati looked really good against Miami of Ohio. Texas A&M looked good against Kent State, which, you know, Kent State, they're not nothing. So that was, you know, that's a decent win to win that convincingly. You know, you know they, they were going to win, but uh, USC looked good uh indiana usc
1: game was very close before they scored a touchdown or two i believe they had a pick six at some point in the fourth quarter will will
0: will indiana be ranked again in the top 25 this season scott
1: Uh, i'll say uh, are they going to let them
0: hang on one more week are they going to keep them at like 23 24 in in the rankings i think they'll keep them for one more week because
1: they lost to a ranked team okay fair enough fair enough but do i think they're going to be ranked by year's end probably not
0: yeah no i i think that the first time they run into it even a, a minor speed bump
1: they're done but I think right now there are two teams that were unranked that are either going to be ranked really shortly or should be by year's end, and that's UCLA and NC State. I okay. think those teams are clearly top 25 teams. So is Tulane better
0: than we thought they were, or is Oklahoma worse, or was it just one of those Oklahoma games? which You, know, you and I talked before the show. I've seen this Oklahoma show before. It's the, it's the same game they played against Kansas State the last two times they played where they get off to a big lead. And then they just kind of Andy read it in the second in the second quarter. They get very very conservative. They play not to lose. I don't, I don't understand it. You're out there and you're you're beating the hell out of this team, and you and you take your foot off the gas. Can you explain it to me?
1: I'm more shocked. Michael Pratt outplayed Rattler for pretty much the entire game, and Pratt was good. And last year he wasn't. He was so close to converting that fourth and fifteen. He was one yard short on that run. But how do you feel about how
0: how do you feel about the hit on him?
1: Uh, I, I didn't have an issue with the penalty. I thought it was no penalty. Okay. It, it was, it was fine. I, they, they're making a tackle. The guy's already in the air. I'd never problem with it. It's
0: one you, of the, it's one of those things where I've seen it called before. It was, you know, as, of course, by that point, I've had Oklahoma to cover. So I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm not going to win. You're, so, you're so,
1: unbiased at that point.
0: So, well, at that point, I'm rooting for Tulane. Yeah. I, I really am. Cause you know, you know how I like to punish teams that, that end up yeah, screwing me. So yeah, I, I just hope you guys lose. But so I thought. I thought it was real borderline. I, I thought it certainly could have been called. It was, it, was wasn't, really it wasn't. It wasn't egregious that it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as egregious as not calling the targeting in the Ohio State Minnesota game.
1: I still can't believe that wasn't. Called. That
0: was egregious, and it, it worked in my favor. So I'm not. I'm not complaining about it.
1: There's also a brutal call in the Florida State game. I've noted how that wasn't roughing the roughing the punter. Yeah. yeah. But, You know, you have a couple of really bad calls, and that one was one that I wouldn't say they got it right, but. To decide a game, I was fine with the refs letting everything work itself out.
0: You know, and I think that's that's certainly a homer call. If that's the other team, if it's going the other way, uh, I think it may be more likely of a call. Yeah, abs- eh. absolutely the case. So, quick reminder, everybody, you are listening to Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour, we'll give you the winners. Of course, we have a lot of breakdowns and features today. Mainly, guys, because don't have a ton of games. We've only got three baseball games and one football game. So... Normally, where we're kind of going wall to wall and laying out more picks, just don't have a ton of picks today. So you know, we will we will eventually get to them. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm just looking up and down the, the the board here. You know, coastal looked good. Of course, they played the Citadel, so that really didn't. Uh, Great Grayson McCall. You know, and I'm I'm so mad at myself, Scott. I took the Citadel there plus the points.
1: Well, you said that they couldn't get a stop, and yeah, they yeah. couldn't get it.
0: Well, and and coastal. They had their foot on the gas on the last drive. It, it, like, again, completing a 30-yard pass. That was just this is absolutely brutal. So good for them. It's a team that has made me so much money. And I felt like I was cheating on my wife. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest. I, I felt like I was cheating when I took the other side. And that's what happens to cheaters, Scott. You get burned. You, you end up you end up being on Maury or Springer or something. So I like this Coastal team. Still do. And I'll, I'll try not to fade them for the rest of the season. Fair enough. All right, <laughs> we'll see what happens there.
1: So we got a game tonight. It should be a fun game. Are you excited? I'm excited. It feels good that I'll be watching in the same position. Wayne Kiffin will be because he's not going to be on the sideline.
0: You know, I was wondering about that. Do you think like he's in constant contact with him? Like, do they have Didn't like we a...
1: had this we had this conspiracy theory about Saban last year when he, did we were there were rumors about maybe like some something in somebody's ear and he's on a phone call because. But why is that a, a
0: bad deal? Ear. He's not suspended.
1: No, I, I don't even know why I, you gotta be sneaky about it. I don't know, but remember that was the talking point yeah. a couple of, yeah, last year. Uh I don't know. I think he probably had his fingerprints all over the game playing. Do I think he's gonna be talking to the team maybe at halftime, if you want to call for a speech or something. But nah, if if you are paying the assistant coaches that much money, I'm assuming you trust them to uh, assist, uh to, you know, coach if something would happen to you hypothetically. Right. I don't really think he's gonna have a voice in the ear. During the game, maybe at halftime, but pregame is where he's going to do all the stuff. Well, and you- and well,
0: and I don't know if they've officially announced who's going to be the quote unquote head coach. I know it comes down to the DC or the OC. But Scott, the guy that's going to be calling the plays is the OC, the offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby, and he was pretty much the he's pretty much the architect of this air corral offense that he old, said it. Ole Miss runs. I'm gonna I'm trying to get it started, buddy. Okay. I'm. St- I'm, st- I'm trying to get it out there. Like I said, it's been. It's just been tweeted one time. Just one time is all the hashtags I could find. I
1: over. mentioned it before we actually went on air. Yeah. I don't know if it came up, but it just popped into my head. Yeah,
0: Eric Corral is is very funny, and of course, mm. we're speaking of the of the the quarterback Matt Corral, of Old Miss. Who, by the way, kids, if you want to take a flyer on a Heisman guy, fifteen to one, Matt Corral. Scott, any interest?
1: Bunch of stats. Bunch of stats. Mm-hmm.
0: Just saying. Just saying.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, he's going to put up some huge numbers.
0: He, he is going to put up some huge, huge numbers. So, this is a Louisville Cardinals team, man. They're they there. they ain't good, and they and they yep. and they got way younger. This is this. You is,
1: usually pencil them in for five to seven wins, usually six.
0: Yep, yep. And I like almost. They're going to struggle to get there. Yeah, I think. I, I think. Yeah, I think you have to. Um.
1: Idiot. The only issue you have with Ole Miss is do you think that Lane Kiffin makes that much of a difference on the sidelines? But roster-wise, the environment at home in a weekday, I'm assuming the crowd's going to be going crazy in Mississippi. That Ole Miss team should easily score 45, 50, really whatever they want to because Louisville's defense isn't exactly a strength of this team.
0: No, they weren't They weren't good, and they just bring back six starters, Scott. So. They're going to get torched. It's the old question about, well, if you have a crappy defense and half of them don't come back, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's a great thing because you've got a really, really young team here. So, My my question to you, I think you and I both don't want any part of Louisville in this game. How do you feel about the total?
1: If I had to play it, I'd go over. Okay, Just because Ole Miss's defense we know is not great. Ole Miss offensively goes up tempo. If you think Ole Miss is going to score 50 or more like I do, you have to take the over because Louisville isn't bad an- enough to score less than, I'd say, 27 points against this. Cunning- Cunning-
0: s- Cunningham is a legitimate player.
1: I see like 55 to 31 type of game.
0: Okay. You? Okay. You know, I want to think this Mississippi defense has gotten better. Then again, I want to believe unicorns exist.
1: almost the- his defense with Lane Kiffin as coach. I, that's the thing. You said is going to take over the offensive coordinator the defensive coordinator. I'm not sure what the point of having a defensive coordinator is when you're going to give up 40 points a game.
0: <laughs> they, by the, for the record, Scott, they scored 39 points a game last season and gave up 38. Yep. They were, I believe, 14th in scoring offense, and they were 117th out of 127 schools in scoring defense. Yep, pretty much. Not good. Not good they at was all. They almost
1: beat Bama, though, last year.
0: They gave them all they wanted. They gave them absolutely all they wanted. So they some of the totals. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about Mississippi, about Ole Miss, is it's the
1: totals that are going to be brutal to bet. Yeah, I mean, but you can't really take the under.
0: I think at some point you can. I think there's just going to be value on the uh, on on the under. You got you will you,
1: at some point. I'm not taking that shot against this Louisville defense with a, pretty much no experience. No, I don't. I don't think.
0: Th- I don't think this is the spot. You know, the only thing is is that there's just such a, a such a high number. If you get if you get a couple of turnovers, if you get like a 10 or 12 minute dry spell.
1: You know, Kiffin's also going forward on fourth down, so you can get a couple of failed conversion attempts and stuff like that.
0: Well, you know, and this is just to give you some idea, of this old miss team, it's a team that scored 35 on Florida, 48 on Alabama, 48 on LSU. And 28 on Auburn. What do they have in common, Scott? What do those four games have in common?
1: Um, On a corral went nuts? They they
0: lost every one of them.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: They lost every one of those games. So again, scoring 48 twice, lost it. Scoring 35, lost it.
1: I I can't take the under. I I can't do it.
0: All right, fair enough. I'm going to go with the theory that Ole Miss is probably... The defense has gotten a little better because they can't have gotten any worse. And they did hold... Indiana. Oh, I, I think they got they held, better. They hold Indiana I just, to 20 in the bowl game.
1: I just said they're only going to give up 31 in comparison to their 38 last year. So I think there's going to be improvement. But Louisville, if if you expect the Kiffin team to take its foot off the gas, you're mistaken. Yeah. They might put up 60. Yeah,
0: it's certain it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. All right. Now we mentioned the fact, Scott, it is Labor Day. By the way, happy Labor Day to everybody. All you all you laborers out there, backbone of the country, you know who you are. Uh, thanks, thanks for laboring. We appreciate it. Enjoy your day off. Uh, and, and enjoy a bunch of daytime baseball because we got a ton, Scott. We've only got three night games tomorrow, so
1: we're saving one of them. So we got two games to talk right,
0: about, right? We, and we're and boy, the they're all dandies. They're all dandies. First of all, you've got Minnesota, Cleveland, Bailey, Ober, Logan Allen. Minnesota's a favorite, Scott. What are we doing here?
1: Uh, Ober's actually been decent, but I'm looking at the over at the end of the day. Minnesota is a team that we know the bullpen stinks. Cleveland's bullpen hasn't been great either lately. But both starters, Allen hasn't been great this year. Cleveland's offense has been better lately. Reyes has kind of been going crazy. I like the over. I think you'll see runs in that one. You, Ober Unger, done. I like the over. I like the over with Ober. Yeah,
0: I, I I don't hate that. I think that's fine. Texas LA, Texas LA, LA. It's the Angels and the Rangers. Scott opened up 148. People pounding the Rangers behind Alexi against uh, Berea. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it going that way. I I like the Angels. I got to play play the Angels here. I don't don't care that money's coming in on Texas.
1: I backed Alexi in his first start, but then again, it was against Colorado as a dog, and Colorado on the road is useless. So Texas on the road, also useless. Angels have been good at home. They're terrible on the road lately, but they win home games. I think that if you argue that the pitchers are awash and the bullpen's arguably awash, I'll take the better offensive team, especially at home. I'll yep. go with the Angels. Got to
0: do it. All right, Scott. Well, that just leaves us one left, and that's l- l- good timing because it's time for our favorite segment. It's the time the segment that we always end the show with. You and I put our heads together. We have taken a look at all the games across the spectrum, all four of them, and we have come up with our favorite play. Hey guys, put on your overalls, climb up on board that John Deere tractor, start talking Cajun, like Blake Clark did in uh, The Water Boy. because it's time for Bet the Farm. All right, well, for you astute followers along, you'll notice that there is one baseball game that we did not mention, and of course that is going to be the Mariners and the Astros as my boy, you say kakuchi goes against Lance McCullers Jr. for the Strohs. We are going to play the first five under 4.5. That's minus 105 at MGM guys. Now, each of the last four meetings in this uh, series have had less than four runs in the first five innings. Lance McCullers has been very good against the M's all season long. He has made three starts, 3.18 ERA. And we mentioned the Cooch. The Cooch is going for Seattle. And we just had this game, Scott. This is a rematch of a contest that we had uh, less than a week ago. He uh, faced Houston, and he did well, giving up just four hits, two walks, no runs in seven innings, did the Cooch. And McCullers, you know what? He did pretty well as well. He went the first five before he gave up a run. We think we get a little bit of a repeat performance. At least one of these pitchers should give up zero or one. We think that leaves us plenty of meat left on the bone there to still go under in the first five. So that is going to be our one and only official bet the farm play. Mariners, Astros, first five under four and a half.
1: I'm kind of surprised it was minus 105. I thought it was going to be closer to minus 110, minus 115. Yep. But you look at the last couple of meetings, uh, the last three meetings, seven runs or less. Last two meetings, five runs. That's for the entire game. Yep. Astros actually got shut out in each of the last two meetings. I don't know if they're pricing it in based on what happened earlier in the season. These last couple meetings have been low scoring.
0: Oh, I'm happy with it. All right, and that's going to do it for our bet the farm play, and that is going to do it for Winners and Winers Radio Monday edition. We appreciate you guys listening. For all of you over there on the YouTube's, we appreciate you watching. Don't forget to drop us a comment. For myself, for Scott Reichel, for the whole team at Winners and Winers Radio, wishing you guys nothing but the best. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everybody.